Welcome, everybody, to The Business Podcast, where we pour out weekly business lessons from entrepreneurs and business owners from around the world. This week's episode is brought to you by me and my brand new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business. I'm your host, Super Joe Pardo, and my guest today is making her dreams come true by finding her biggest fear and challenge uh, and then just going there and, and conquering it. Ladies and gentlemen, wherever you are right now, I need you to give a huge, big, warm welcome to our guest, Super Katie Trust. I did mess up the name. <laughs> yes, thank you so much for having me, Joe. You're I'm really welcome. excited about this. Awesome, I'm excited too. I, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself and your business and what it is that you do exactly. Absolutely. So I work mainly with entrepreneurs. I work with founders, CEOs, everybody who's in a leadership position. And I'm working around performance and leadership because I believe these two components are really what you need to run a business. First off, your business success is very much related and tied to your personal success and your personal performance. And then if when you have employees, you want to be able to delegate, you want to be able to lead efficiently and just, you know, have the company <laughs> succeed through that. So I'm really passionate about psychology, neuroscience and business and leadership. So that's kind of like how everything marries and comes together. And yeah, so really the person and personality I focus on is the type A personality, right? Somebody who's um, stressed easily, puts a lot of pressure on themselves, is high achieving, but kind of might stand in their way because of that, because they are perfectionists and just procrastinate. <laughs> and, you know, that's kind of like also my personality. So that's how I got into all of this. <laughs> working through it and then <laughs> working around it with other people. So, so how did you find coaching as a, as a profession for you? How I found it. So I traveled around the world for about four years. And after the first year, I was thinking of going to school for architecture, but it was very easily for me to decide that I do not want to get a regular job and that I want to work location independently and that I want to work with people. And I was always fascinated by the brain and how we can change our lives by changing our mindset and then making the inner shift first, then making the outer shift or like I love to say like the external, the reality just adjusts to how we think. And so I was really fascinated about it. I went on a meditation retreat in France for a month. I went to, uh, on another meditation retreat in Barcelona. I traveled and talked to a lot of people around what they want for their life and what their dreams are. And I found that a lot of people don't do what they're passionate about. So I started getting into, oh my God, like what if I could show people how to just create their life for themselves? So in the beginning I started, you know, coaching people and um, working with people who want to transition into entrepreneurship. And that was kind of like what got me started. Then I got certified through um, IPAC, which is also accredited by the, the International Coach Federation. And 
then I kind of switched my approach and switched my focus to working with entrepreneurs who are already in business. So that's how I got started with all of it. About two and a half, three years ago, something like that. Wow. So, okay. So you traveled for four years. What, what, uh, what places were you traveling to? Where would you recommend um, you traveling what to? What would I recommend? <laughs> I mean, I started out in um, like, a, like Dubai, New Zealand, Australia. I lived there for a little bit and then went over to Asia, Europe, um, Central, South, North America, and haven't made it to China and Japan yet. And Africa didn't make it there. But I think... <laughs> Honestly, like right now on the top of my head, I would say Portugal is really where I would like to go back to. Barcelona is amazing as well. And then, of course, I mean, Central America is great. <laughs> Love it there. <laughs> well, I, I've been to uh, to Barcelona of, of those places that you've said, and I, I definitely uh, do agree. It's a, it's a pretty cool city um, to, to be a part of. Um, Absolutely. And, and currently you're rooted in New York. Yes, I just moved here like six months ago after I felt like, okay, I feel like I have to settle. Where do I want to go? I'm a type A personality. Let's go to New York. <laughs> Talking about going where your challenges are, right? <laughs> New York is definitely an amazingly, but also just really challenging place to be. So let's talk about the, the first steps you took when you decided that was like, okay, coaching is for me. Um like how are you how did you go about finding some of your first clients and and really getting into that that realm okay absolutely so what coaching is for me i guess so a friend of mine told me about coaching never heard of it before and i read about it and was like this is amazing because on one hand i really do appreciate consulting and on the other hand i'm like coaching just really sees the person as the expert of their their life right and you as a coach are the person who asks the questions so the person can find their answer and especially in business you probably know that too there is not a one it's not one street that you take there's not one answer everybody has a completely different made like makeup of how their business works on how many people work in there how is the what's the best marketing strategy um what does the person enjoy does it even make sense to to write does it even make sense to have a podcast all that kind of stuff is just so custom and um customized right so coaching really goes into the details of what does the individual need and want so that's what I, what I really appreciate about it. Um, how I got my first clients was really about just because I told you, like I started with going, um, helping people from having a regular job into entrepreneurship. And there was this Facebook group and it was for digital nomads and everybody who wanted to start a business and just travel around the world. And I would just like post like, oh, free coaching, try it out. And like a bunch of people were like, oh, this is so cool. Let's do it. So it was more on the low end. Like it was just basically to get practice. And then I started charging a little more and more for it. And then I made the shift and went into more of a professional, okay, somebody who's already in business three, four, five years, there's a lot more that's connected to that and also a little bit more training-wise, consulting-wise, leadership. You know, people would literally request, okay, can we do a session and we just talk about leadership and 
um, I recommend resources and all that kind of stuff. And then de definitely custom customize it to the person. But there is definitely more of a consulting aspect to it as well. No, I, I love uh, that you started out, uh, as they say, from the bottom and, and now you're here. Uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the amount the the amount that it takes for somebody to to make that jump because you didn't have a business before this am I correct is nothing right? this is my first business and yeah first business so so with with that said um, how did you go about making that jump for for the business owners listening that uh, are you know aren't charging enough for whether it's for their coaching business or, or their consulting business or any service that they're offering how did you go about making that jump from okay I'm gonna not charge to I'm going to charge to now I'm gonna make that jump to it's not like a little bit anymore yeah so in the beginning, I just wanted to get practice and people who are just starting, you know, th their business and they just, um, they had a regular job before and some of them were also in Germany and the pricing in Germany is very different. So I would charge like a hundred bucks an hour or something, hundred euros. So it's like 120 bucks or something. And then when I made the shift, that's what best example for every business is different. And the first business was so much more casual. I got them in a Facebook group. I still coach some of them. Like it's more of a, okay, once in a while we check in because my focus shifted. And then my new marketing and my new approach was so different, way more professional. I started, um, I hired a PR coach. So I started doing media features. That's how we also connected, right? doing interviews, uh, I started writing for Forbes, I started just publishing articles, started my own podcast, and so on and so forth. So it's a very different approach, because it's a very, very different person. I know that the person that I'm working with does not hang out on Facebook necessarily, maybe not even on LinkedIn. And um, so to really customize your marketing and, um, and your whole business to that person, so it's the most beneficial for, for the client and for the coach, right? And then I started, yeah, then I just looked at industry prices and was like, what makes sense? And what do I want to start with? So I just started packaging uh, six months for $6,000. And definitely this is on the low end as well, right? So because in this, in that um, area, you can definitely go up like double that easily, easily. So definitely started out on the low end and just you build around it. And the more value you provide to people, the more you can charge. So I, like, I want to dive a little deeper into that because I, you know, it's one of the things that I've always struggled with. I think, I think yeah. I mentioned that to you when we, when, when we had talked like a couple of weeks back mm -hmm. before this interview and I, you know, putting it out there as far as like, deciding what the value is that you can bring to the table and how much yeah. that's worth. Right. Cause it's easy to say like, Oh, well, okay. It's a thousand bucks a month. If we meet four times, it's like $250 a month. Yeah. You know, like I, that's a, um, I don't want to say a tangible amount, but for a lot of business owners out there, like that would be a tangible, like, okay, I, I would pay $120 to go see a therapist per hour for session. Uh, I'm going to spend twice that on my business, but how do we make the, like, how do we make that, um, 
correlation, if you will, yeah. between like, okay, I'm going to spend uh, $5,000 a month or $10,000 a month to work with this person. Absolutely. I, I would compare it to going to restaurants, right? Because you have people that easily spend two, three grand on a dinner and some people don't want to spend 25. And it's totally fine. Both is totally fine. It's just what restaurant are you building and how do you want the person to feel when they get in there? Is it a casual spot? Do people want to dress up? Are they really committed to it? And so on and so forth. And then the second part is really, I don't charge by the hour. I charge by the result. And if somebody's like, wow, I'm getting my sanity back. I'm getting my performance back. I'm getting my energy back. I don't feel drained by my job anymore. I have a work-life balance. I think I told you one of my clients didn't take a day off for 365 days until we start working together and he went on a two week vacation. Um, and the meanwhile, his marriage improved, um, the relationship to his wife, yeah, to his wife and he gained leadership skills. So what is the outcome? What can I, um, how does the life and the business of that person is going to look like in six months? And how much is that worth to that person? To somebody else, it could be worth half of that, even if it's still, you know, everybody has a different money mindset. So it's just, who am I targeting? I could charge, literally put a zero behind it and charge $60,000 for six months. And there would be people who would pay for it. It's just a question, how do, I, <laughs> how do you find those people? But there is no, the value is just whatever you give it, I'd say. Well, yeah, right. Because I I think that um, because there is a there is a value of of like the tangibles, right? Like, how much is, does your time cost? How much do you want to make per year? As in as in as in the coach, as in the consultant, and then dividing yeah. that out and figuring out like, okay, if I have fifty people a year, I'm working with like that's you know, there's that tangible way of looking at exactly. it. Exactly. Um, but at the same time, there's also like in the restaurant example that you gave, there's the the look of like, okay there's the ingredients. Like some of these ingredients are like super rare and I got to fly them in. They got to be fresh from wherever, whether it's like Maine lobster in California or it's some yeah. rare thing in Brazil that's got to get yeah. up to Maine. Right. It's, you have to be able to, um, you know, figure out what those types of things will cost and, and weigh the, the, the balance there. But absolutely. Um, and the but, experience you bring to it, like when I'm thinking of the experience that I brought to it, and that I that I brought that I bring to my coaching and all of what I work through, and I spend humongous amounts of money and energy and time on developing myself, on educating myself, on getting through how can I work through stress, how can I work through burnout, how can I work through anxiety, and really get solutions for that, and then I can provide that. My experiences is what I share with my clients as well, and how rare is it that somebody let's say travels around the world for four years not many people have that experience so it's a rare ingredient but then at the same time tacos may cost you a dollar in the street tacos may cost you 35 dollars in a five-star restaurant you know so it's the same thing maybe maybe not <laughs> one the quality is better the whole experience around this is better and it's just a different kind of person that you target no, ab absolutely, absolutely. So what what's one of the ways that you would suggest that somebody who was looking to, um, whether, say, it was to get a, a more stress-free life for themselves with their business or, or grow their business or whatever the niche that they feel like there's a 
there's an itch that they need to scratch somewhere um, in their life or their business. Where where do you feel they should be looking to uh, to to try to get that help? Other than like the two people talking on this conversation. Right now. <laughs> okay, so definitely um, that would be on the performance aspect, right? That I was talking about before. Mm-hmm. Really, how can you um, create more um, just ease in your life as well to just get off this stress? And the moment you're in a stress response, the moment you're in a, stre- um, in a state of stress, your brain just doesn't function that well. You're in a tunnel vision. You don't see opportunities. You have a very subjective view on your life and on your business, and you just get really stuck, right? You start thinking the same thoughts over and over and over again, which is going to lead to it's overthinking, which is going to lead to anxiety, which is going to lead to not making uh, powerful and smart decisions. So all of that just is the result of being super stressed out and not being able to take care of yourself, right? Um, so what can you do? I think first thing is really emotional intelligence and understanding how does your mind work? How does your brain work? And how can you trick it into releasing stress? So everything that happens to you is really um, a neutral, neutral situation. You face something that is neutral. And then you as a person... You are the person who um, who responds to it and who labels the situation as good or bad or neutral, right? So the moment we understand that nothing is good or bad, but we are literally in, we have control and we have the power of what what do we want the situation to be? Is this an opportunity or is this the worst thing that could have happened to me, right? So understanding, okay, how do my emotions work? How can I trick my emotions into not overwhelming me, but really being aware of them and um, and really being able to express them appropriately as well is just key, right? Um, the second thing is mindfulness. I feel like... Um, Every time I'm not on a meditation retreat, I'm like, oh, what is this? Oh, my God. No, I'm not, I can't even, can't be that great. When I go, I'm like, how am I not doing this every three months? This is just like the best thing because you really calm down. You activate your um, uh, not sympathetic nervous system, the parasympathetic system, uh, nervous system which is really calming and which gives you this clear view and this clear vision on uh, where you want to go in your business, which steps you need to take next. And you step back and stop being emotionally involved, right? So you can be objective. So I think these are the main components. Um, Another thing which is super important, I believe, is um, work-life balance to really make sure, okay, you get at least one day off a week. I know it's hard, (laughs) but don't work Sundays and go out and go for a run, exercise, just get your mind off so you can have, um, you can gain perspective and time management. So really don't over-schedule and like get five things on your plate for the next hour, even though, you know, you can logically only (laughs) deal with one. So uh, time management and scheduling slack time and 
um, putting a to-do list in your calendar is super, super important. And there are so many more things. Oh my God, there's so many things you could do. To... <laughs> I can't stop. Well, <laughs> well, okay. So that that's awesome for how to find the itch, um, yeah. you know, that you need to scratch. Uh, but how, and, and how to go about scratching it. But like, how would you go about finding the right, the right coach for you or the right consultant for you once you figured out like, yeah, I'm checking a lot of these boxes and yeah. I'm not liking what I'm seeing. Um, do you mean, how do you find a coach or yeah, how- yeah, yeah. like, how would you go about finding like the right coach for you, especially in a specific area of like, in your case, you know, performance or in my case process and, and yeah. that kind of stuff. So I think mostly coaching happens through referral. Like, you know, somebody who knows somebody, a lot of it is about the, that's why I do, uh, that's why I, um, write a lot of articles because the moment you position yourself as an expert in a certain field and you give free content, people can find you. So go out there, Google on what your problem is, go on uh, articles that you can uh, find on Inc, on Entrepreneur, on Tech, um, what is the Tech, oh my God, I can't believe I just forgot the name of the magazine, whatever, on Forbes, all the uh, all the magazines that are kind of leading in the industry and you find solutions to your problems the thing is information doesn't you know isn't worth anything really transformation is what really makes the difference in the end so read all of the articles look at who wrote the article and then go on their website usually you opt into the email um, newsletter and you get constant um, content and see, okay, who am I resonating with? What do I like? Do I like what I'm seeing? And you just do this with like a few people that you feel drawn to, right? So Google, yes and no. Google really shows you the people who put the most money in the marketing. If you really go and find people through podcasts, find people through speaking, find people through articles and that kind of stuff, you see what they stand for. And it's way easier to make a decision, I would say. <laughs> well, yeah, you're built. Well, yeah. you're building rapport, right? I mean, that's one of yeah. the reasons people listen to this show and, of and things course. of that nature, right? Or, or not necessarily one of the reasons, but one of the the reasons that I hope they listen to the show is so, so that I can build that rapport with them and that ability to connect with them and connect with my guests and connect with my messages and and lessons and all that stuff. So, and yeah, and most people really start, you know, working with you after six to seven, maybe eight times um, hearing from you, getting emails, getting content, reading content, maybe hearing about you through a friend or what whatnot. So it's not, oh, you, you go on the website and you purchase $10,000 worth of coaching. It doesn't work like that. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. Um, so how did your family take it when you were like, I'm going to start this business? Well, actually, let's start with how did your family take it when you were like, I'm going to go travel for a while? For a while. I didn't ask. I just left. So you didn't ask them what they thought or felt? No, or... not really. I Not really. No, I knew my mom would um, was always really supportive of what, what I was doing, even though she didn't have a clue what I was doing. So going travel, she's like, oh, yeah, you just 
do your thing, just do your thing. And she let me do my thing. And after one year when I, um, when I came back home, I was like, I don't think I want to go to school for architecture. I think I want to just build a location independent business. She's like, I have no idea what you're doing, but I love it. Go ahead, do it. And then I got into the whole coaching and then I started doing the program and yeah, she just really supported it. My dad, not so much, but I didn't really care. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what's your hobby outside of, uh, of coaching and working and building your business? So what is my, oh my God, so many hobbies. Definitely traveling, as you can tell. <laughs> traveling, absolutely uh, love it. I love seeing uh, my life and the world from many different perspectives and through many different cultures and eating different kinds of foods. <laughs> Food is my hobby. <laughs> um, I like, I love running on the Hudson River here in New York. I love um, going for boxing classes. I love cooking, even though I wouldn't consider it as a hobby. There's many things. What else do I like? I like salsa dancing. <laughs> I like salsa dancing and definitely going and eat out. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, you're in the right city for it. That's, that's for I sure. Know. I know. <laughs> but I love being active, honestly. Like all kinds of uh, different sports, yoga, running, boxing, um, all, of, all of the above. That that is that is awesome. I think you know being um, being mobile and and being uh, able to to continue to move. I know I do my best thinking generally when I'm either standing or running. It was one yeah. of the other. Oh my god! Yeah, in the shower or when you run. Yep, yep. That's what I was saying. <laughs> I was pointing out like yeah, you get that's where you get great ideas. So um... and meditation, <laughs> like meditation, is so important. I feel like running is so connected to that too because you just get your mind off just run for an hour and you just don't think it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> I, I agree in fact um today as we speak uh of course this will go live at a different date but as of march 30th my plan is to start running in april again it's been a little while for me i mean i have a bunch yeah. of medals that show that like i did at one time uh but it's been a couple of years with a couple of kids and yeah. a couple of other you know big changes and things going on so i'm looking forward to to getting back out and running and and doing that mainly for the meditation aspect of it to be able to clear my yes. mind and see things from a different perspective and think of things that i wasn't able to think before think of before yeah and perspective is all it's basically what coaching is all about as well right you, know, you gain perspective you um uncover your blind spots by gaining perspective by having somebody else point out other perspectives and so all the activities where you're active where you um engage your body and just kind of let your mind rest by engaging your body is super beneficial for for building businesses as well absolutely i i, I couldn't couldn't agree more yeah because <laughs> I, I i definitely uh, <laughs> signed up for that that uh that line of thinking because it's it's true it's where a lot of my my thought process came from whether it was even before i i left my family's business and and even after um yeah. so but katie with all that said what's been your biggest roadblock i think the literally the personality that i've been talking about before standing in your own way by being a perfectionist 
um, not making moves because you procrastinate because everything has to be in the perfect time and you feel like you're not ready for it. And I feel like um, I just had this conversation actually with a friend yesterday how um, your biggest blessing is your biggest curse in the end, right? You say that? I'm German. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, it really can stand in your way on a micro level and it can advance you on a, make, a macro level, right? So it looks like you're making a lot of progress. I'm pretty young and I have accomplished quite a bit of um, some experiences in the past few years. But on a micro level, it can really hold you back on taking action and and really making the right moves because you feel like, oh, maybe I'm not not ready for it or I have to be perfect before I apply for something and so on and so forth. And yeah, it's just my personality. That's strength and a weakness at the same time. No, and you did say it right. At least I think you did. It made sense to me yeah. regardless. Uh, <laughs> Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with that said, what's what's one thing that you – What's what's a what's a German thing that you would say that uh, maybe you isn't so easy to translate to English, but I'd love to hear you try. Okay, so you want me to talk in German? Well, like a like what's a Ger- <laughs> what's a what's a German saying that would be like a like oh a, I got it like a saying right um, that you that's that's like really tough to to translate to English, but you're gonna try because because oh fun. My God. <laughs> So basically, uh, okay, basically the same thing, to be honest, like your biggest weakness is uh, your biggest strength is your biggest, biggest weakness. It just sounds very, very um, not pretty in German. <laughs> well, what, what does it sound like? Okay, so I'm going to say it. Um, deine größte Stärke ist deine größte Schwäche. <laughs> okay, say something that is pretty in German. <laughs> That oh there is none. Oh no, <laughs> that, I was trying to. Oh man, okay, you you, you walked right is... into it. <laughs> I, I wish there was there was something that sounds pretty in German. <laughs> well, I, I I I didn't know if you were like I, I do. I was trying to set you up for it, but um, and you walked right. <laughs> you, you 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 said it for me, so I don't have to say it and sound like a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway katie what what's been your uh your what was your childhood dream growing up what was my childhood dream growing up okay you're gonna laugh so basically i i remember i think it was like nine or ten and i just saw myself getting out of a taxi out of yellow taxi in like a like a suit or something like uh um, yeah, just like a business dress up basically and walking across a big street, like a four lane street somewhere in the city. Okay. So something with business, I always knew I wanted to do something with business. Then I went traveling. I was like, Oh, maybe I want to do something more. You know, I went on all the meditation retreats. So I went into this direction. Maybe I should like do a yoga teacher or what, whatever. And in the end, I kind of blended it together. I ended up in New York city. <laughs> getting out of yellow caps every other day and crossing four lane roads it's amazing i mean i'm just like blown away by this but (laughs) i don't know if it was a childhood dream it was kind of just like how i envisioned myself being an adult (laughs) 
Well, that definitely sounds like a level of adulting that uh, was <laughs> was probably different than some some child child's children growing up. Yeah, it's it's a type A. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun, funny story about those yellow taxis. I actually, and it's a little known secret, um, that I actually want to own one of those old school like rounded taxis at oh, some point i love that I, I love that idea i don't know why i'm attracted to it like That's i just think they're so cool stuff. looking like the old the real old ones right the ones with like yeah. the rounded fronts and and all that like i i, I don't i don't know why i just do <laughs> i totally get it i totally get it i want to own an uh old school porsche <laughs> i don't want the new one i want the old like the really old one <laughs> i think i don't know i'm just kind of drawn to it <laughs> <laughs> no that that is that is awesome though i uh i can i definitely can appreciate that um so with all that said what are your dreams for the future looking like so basically taking the business just developing your my business as a almost treating it like a child like <laughs> um i told you in the beginning my i have a one-on-one practice and my full practice is 10 people. I don't want to have more than 10 one-on-one clients. And I want to start doing maybe group coaching, maybe retreats, all of that kind of stuff, doing some speaking, doing some workshops, which I'm actually going to start doing by the end of this month. So just like advancing the business in that way. And I'm weirdly drawn to real estate. <laughs> I do own a home in Germany, so I kind of like the whole idea. So I think I'm definitely going to um, put it, do you say that? Put a foot in that um, field. <laughs> kind put of. A foot in that field. <laughs> that's, how, that's a weird translation from the. Right I, I mean, I would think like put a, uh, a pin on that map or something like i don't know that i don't even know if that's a saying like that's just the thing i'm thinking of uh but you know what i mean yeah 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 i think that makes a lot of sense uh definitely doing that and with the coaching just um i do have with my business partner as well who is also a coach we have a third entity which is called the coaching journal and that's the podcast i also um have so the coaching journal is going to go into the coaching journal workshops, um, which is going to happen at WeWork and multiple other co-working spaces. Then we want to do coaching journal retreats, coaching journal um, dinners, where we just bring together brilliant minds and just host amazing, fancy, nice dinners. Um, so just advancing that uh, part of the business as well, right? And ultimately, probably having a coaching firm. So having other coaches under me that I can kind of like spread all over. And yeah, just help entrepreneurs level up their performance. No, I I love that. I love the fact that you're wanting to help uh, perfectionists be a little less perfectionist. I know me personally, like I I grew up a perfectionist, and and I've worked very hard to like let things go a little yes. bit, and it comes in chunks throughout life. But um, I think it's just you know maybe a, a product of my my situation of like time 
you know, there's only so much time that I have at this point because of, of, of kids and family and, and all this yeah. stuff going on. So, um, trying to, to balance that with like, is it okay if this is not perfect? Because I, I might oh, need someone yeah. else to do this for me. Cause like, yeah, I could do it, but it might take me, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 hours to get it right. Like to get it exactly right where I could just have somebody else just do it. And, Absolutely. Done and like, okay, it might take two or three days, but I was able to get other things done in that time. So, yeah. And if you, um, if anybody listening struggles with perfectionism, I literally, that is a free workbook I have, have on my website just to download, put an email in, I'm sending it to you, how to cure perfectionism. <laughs> that is on my website. It's, yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for softballing that in. How can people connect with you, Katie? <laughs> Uh, so basically on my website, katytrust.com, K-A-T-Y-T-R-O-S-T, and over my LinkedIn, Katie Trust, over my Facebook, Katie Trust, over my Instagram, Katie Trust, and everything is on my website though. So all the articles I publish, all my social media, everything that you that somebody needs to know about me, who I'm working with, um, and so on and so forth, the, the process I'm going through, et cetera. So everything is on katietrust.com. Awesome. Well, I will definitely have those in the show notes or that website in the show notes at superjoepardo.com for people to go check out. Uh, Katie, Super Katie, it has been awesome <laughs> having you here on the business podcast. I'd love to have you on again and, and catch up in like a year or so and see how everything's been going for you. Yes. Is there any last thoughts you'd like to share? Any last thoughts? So I believe that, I believe really, I think I touched on this before, the best asset we have is our mind and our mindset. And the moment we know how to train our mind, the moment we know how to trick it, not in a bad way, but you know, just <laughs> adjusting um we can really create our our external reality however we want so mindset is everything perspective is everything and i just kind of like have this in um it's so it comes up for me every single day basically so that's my last words <laughs> You know, finding that mindset, finding, figuring it out and then, and then, uh, figuring out how to adjust it is, it's, it's valuable. I, I, you know, being able to adjust to change, I think is, uh, you know, one of, one of the big things about being an entrepreneur, being a business owner, because I, you know, at the end of the day, I, I really feel that all business owners, entrepreneurs are, are professional problem solvers. So if we can't, um, solve just our, not even just our own business problems, but our own problems and, and empowering ourselves and, um, in fact, I think, uh, well, you, you had now have a copy of my book, which the first chapter is all about empowering yourself first before you try yes. to do your team. So, uh, so I, I definitely resonate with what you're saying here, Katie. And I definitely think people should go and check out your, your website and, uh, reach out. And, and especially if you have a perfectionist issue that you need to cure or that perfectionist <laughs> itch that you need to scratch, uh, definitely yes. go check out that resource. Thank you, Joe. You are so welcome. And if you've enjoyed this episode of The Business Podcast, uh, all that I ask you to, to do is to share it with someone that you know that you know, know will love it and will get something out of it just like you hopefully have. And uh, to share the show would be amazing. I'd really appreciate it. Uh, 
this episode has been brought to you by me, Super Joe Pardo, and the, my brand new book, Sales Won't Save Your Business, uh, where I show you how to focus on the top, which is, stands for team, offer, and process, and get a better relationship with not only your business, but your team, your offer, and your process to grow your business. Katie, Super Katie, thank you so much again for taking the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me, Super Joe. You're very (laughs) welcome. And I hope everyone has an amazing week ahead and I'll see you all next week. Thanks for joining us for this episode of The Business Podcast featuring Super Joe Pardo. Get more business content at superjoepardo.com. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on The Business Podcast, send an email to joe at superjoepardo.com. The Business Podcast is copyrighted to 234 Solutions, LLC.